WCIA 3-in-1 podcast after dark. We're calling it Duked Out tonight as Illinois goes on the road and beats number 10 Duke 83-68. to Brett Barron's alongside Marley Weirda, who's in our podcast studio. And Marley, this was the win I think so much of Atlanta Nation was hoping for tonight. Yeah, they, they were hoping it. There was so, so much hype surrounding uh, this game, yet I don't feel like it lived up to my expectations. Maybe it's because Duke didn't score a point. Um, <laughs> they, it just it didn't feel like they they were playing like Duke basketball. Um, but, you know, a great win for Illinois. I know this means so much for the program, for, for Brad Underwood, and just for them to prove that, you know, hey, they could take down this team on uh, this big stage. And I think we need to give credit to Illinois' defense for coming out and smacking Duke around a little bit on its home court. But it was not what we think of Duke basketball being. Like you mentioned, you know, there's all these elite players that have come out of the Blue Devils program and Coach K and the history, and there was no fans at Cameron Indoor. It was just a weird environment, uh, just a, a weird kind of game in a lot of sense. Even for Illini fans, I know, who were kind of anticipating that big Duke run, and they did uh, cut it to 10 late, but Illinois managed to hang on. And my, what a statement win for the number six Illini to go into Durham, North Carolina, and get a win. And ironically enough, Marley, they've been to Cameron Indoor twice, and they've left Cameron Indoor twice. The only non-ACC team to go in under Coach K in 41 years and pick up two wins. Pretty remarkable stuff for the Illini. We are going to break this all down coming up here in the next few minutes on the After Dark version. We did this last week with Andy <laughs> after the Baylor win. Glad to have Marley here on the podcast. And Marley, let's start with this. Your big takeaway from this game is what? For me, it, it was just the balance uh, in the offense. I know uh, we were talking about it during the game, and we're like, wow, you know, Iowa has 15 points already, but it doesn't really feel like it at all. Um, and I think it's because they did such a great job of, of spreading the ball out. They had, I'm going to count here, it was one, two, three, four, five, six players in, in double figures tonight. And, and I think that's just really important going forward for this program because you don't want to have to rely – on Io to score 20 points every night. You don't want to have to rely on Adam Miller to score 20 points every night. And it's great to see them spreading it around um, and giving it to guys like Georgie Bashanishvili. This is his second game in a row when he scored in double figures and his second in a row against a top 10 opponent. So I think um, this speaks tremendously about where this program is heading and, and what this offense uh, can become. I think my big takeaway, Marley, was that Illinois came out prepared and that they learned from that Baylor loss last Wednesday. And as Brad Underwood said after the game, we'll hear from him in just a couple of moments, that they took the scout team and they put it to good use, that they prepared well, that they used the extra days they had after not playing the UT Martin game, and they came out and looked like a number six team in the country should look like. And that is a big-time win. Now the fourth top-ten victory for Illinois head coach, Brad Underwood and when you get out to a 10-point lead early it seems like you know the rest of the game is pretty easy right. and along with that yes they were prepared but they also withstood some late runs from the Blue Devils and I like I said at the beginning I think we have to give a lot of credit to Illinois defense for coming out and putting pressure on Duke but the Blue Devils couldn't hit shots tonight I mean yeah. to go 0 for 12 from three to start out the game they didn't make their first three until 
12 minutes left in the game. I mean, it was pretty remarkable that on its home court, Duke could not make a shot tonight. I loved the little, like, mics that they had at the rim, and you could just hear, like, the little boink when they missed a <laughs> shot. Unbelievable right. how many times we heard that sound today, but... <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, you couldn't have scripted a better start for Illinois to come out in this game and, and play so well. And like you mentioned, Molly, to be that balanced is really impressive to me that Io DeSumo goes for 18 and 12, just his third career double-double, throws in five assists as well. You know, when you have Kofi putting up 13 and 8, when you have a Georgie Bashanishvili giving you 11 and 5, Andre Curbelo a big surprise, and I know fans are going to be a little frustrated with his five turnovers but that's what he's going to give you he's going to be frustrating in a sense because he is a freshman but he shows you that flash and splitting two defenders at half court and doing the things that he's able to do around the rim and and getting to the basket and not being afraid and that's what gives you so much promise and hope of what Andre Carvello will be in the future and already is right now Brad already called an elite and while Underwood likes to call a lot of things elite a lot of teams yeah. a lot of players <laughs> that's kind of his thing that he, he likes to, to label guys and teams you know, I feel like he is buying into what Andre Curbelo can bring, and this team is better with Andre Curbelo on the court. And when you throw in DeMonte Williams and Trent Frazier each adding 10 points, man, that is a recipe for success for this team to have a lot of success this year. And here's Brad Underwood talking about winning at Duke, certainly something that means a lot to a lot of players and a lot of coaches, and add Brad Underwood to that list as well. I mean, let's be real. It, it, it is Duke and it is Cameron Indoor and I get it. The fans, you know, weren't here, but uh, it's still Duke. And uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope uh, that, that maturity and growth and, and experience helped as part of that. Uh, I thought late, you know, Io was in complete control of the game from his end and, and uh, that's nice. And uh uh, you know, you see the difference between a freshman and I love Curbelo. You know, he kind of lost his way there and lost score and time, and and yet Io just settles everything down. So, um, you know, there's 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 a lot of value and experience. And I think Brad summed that up pretty well there, Molly. Where you kind of lose Curbelo a little bit, but the upside of what he gives you is so <laughs> promising. Yeah, and with Curbelo, I th he said he was really good. But he was really sloppy, so it's kind of <laughs> like these two in between. It's like, oh, he's he's gonna be flashy. He's gonna have that little bit of spice, and sometimes it's gonna result in a turnover. But at the end of the day, I, he's still a talented player. I think he's kind of the new Illini um, fan favorite, just from what I've seen on on Twitter and all that. But I want to go back to to this example that was kind of used throughout the press conference, and that you know we saw happen in the game was that that dive for for the loose ball that. Um, we saw Adam Miller do, and at the beginning of the season, Brad Underwood had pointed out that, oh, okay, we didn't have these freshmen diving for loose balls at the beginning of the season, and now here they are against a top-10 team doing so, and, and I think that goes to show the, the leadership of this program with, you know, Io DeSumo, um just leading by example, the other, ve other veterans on the team doing the same and, and kind of showing these freshmen um, the way and, and the culture of this team uh, that we're just kind of starting to see built here with, with some of these new guys coming in. And I think that's the exciting part, Molly, is that they do have a nice mix of both youth and experience. And when you have a leader like Io DeSumo, it gives you so much hope 
that this team can come out and be successful in big time games like this because it's the old saying don't get too high don't get too low you just kind of ride that middle ground and for a while there molly i didn't feel like io uh was really this flashy player like we've seen him do we've seen him completely take over games in the past and he's proven that he can do that but if illinois can balance things out like this and, and he doesn't have to go out and put up 28 points for illinois to win or make a last second shot you feel so much better about what this team can become and he was efficient six for 11 from the floor tonight missed both of his threes but six for six from the line and the 12 rebounds is something that really shows me that he is active and he is a leader if you're a, a lead guard or a combo guard like he is and you're on the glass and getting those rebounds that means you are certainly active throwing those five assists and only three turnovers a block and a steal as well and that's a complete game from a preseason all-american pick and if there's one thing io has been it's confident. I don't mind that from your lead guard. And here was Io talking about his performance tonight and, and how he feels really strong about what he's doing. Be all around player. Um, like I said, I, I, I do believe that I'm the most complete player in the, in, in the game. Um, I just try to, you know, let that just speak for itself. Score and I have to score. Pass and I have to pass. Rebound and I have to rebound. Um, I mean, that's just the, the mentality that I have, just being a complete player. I don't know how you sum it up much better than that, Molly. Do you like that confidence? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there, there's not many players that, that can just come out and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a complete player. I'm the, I'm the best <laughs> player in the league. You know, I, some would say it's cocky, but, but I do see it as confidence. And, and I, he's kind of like, I feel this season, he's almost just like the thief in the night. You know, like he, he yeah. puts up all these points. He has this performance that, that kind of goes unnoticed. But I think that goes to show that like this is becoming so characteristic of him that it's it's just not a surprise. It's like, okay, here goes Io doing what he's doing, becoming consistent or being consistent um, and just doing what he's supposed to do and, and help this team uh, to big wins like this one. Uh, he's a closer. He calls himself a killer. You know, just that mentality that ice, when the game is on the, the line. Or yeah, you know what he does. Uh, this is perfect, too, for this year, you know, with the COVID. Once you once you get the, um, you know, vaccine, you know, that's going to be the perfect <laughs> yeah. little uh, meme for Alana Nation to to have that closer killer mentality for Io DeSumo. But I love that from him, that he's able to come out and, and just back it up, too. We haven't seen that a lot from Illinois athletics, really as a whole, Molly, when you think of, the two main sports in football and basketball have not been good overall the last decade up until last year. you got to go back to 2013, the previous time Illinois basketball made the NCAA tournament. Illinois has only been to two bowl games in that time. And I love that. Get some swagger, you know, like expect to be good and then go out and back it up. And that's the talent that Brad Underwood has finally been building. But I also felt like, Molly, that they knew that this was a big-time game, and it doesn't take a lot to get up for a, a top-10 matchup like Duke. But to come out and show that we were ready as a team for this game really showed me the maturation that this team is taking and where it's come from Brad Underwood's first season where they really struggle, a second season don't get much better, uh, incremental progress, and then last year they make that breakthrough. But to have a guy like Io and come out and show that, hey, the moment wasn't too big for him or this team, I thought really went a long way. Right, and the moment wasn't too big. We lose this, if we win and lost this last game, I think we still knew that we belonged with the elite of the elite, but it definitely was um, found to see, you know, it was put up a shut up, you know. It was, a, it was one of those games because, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of talk was up um, with us in the preseason and, you know, this, that, and, you know, 
come out, had two great opportunities to play two really good teams. So um, we, we accepted the challenge. We came and we played well. And now we have a very hungry Missouri team who's um, been playing great. Um, we owe them one definitely. And it's going to be a get ready for Saturday. Molly, go now. <laughs> you cut me off a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, It was just going off of, you know, the moment definitely wasn't too big for them. In fact, I think they, they just handled um, the spotlight very well. And uh, like I said, they have Missouri coming up, um, the Bragging Rights game. I know that one just holds a lot of weight, and they, they have a lot of beef with that team. So it'll be exciting uh, to just see that one because I feel like, this one just didn't have like the fire and, and the emotion that I was expecting, but I think we'll probably be getting that from, from the Bragg and Rights game this weekend. And I think part of that was just the shooting, right? I mean, they held them to very poor shooting, 22% uh, from beyond the arc from Duke in this one. And when you look at the first half percentages as well, it, it was not good. 37% for Duke. They picked it up a little bit in the second half, shooting 42%, but 0 for 7 in the first half from Duke from beyond the arc and man it's just tough to get out of holes like that and, and you got to give a lot of credit to Illinois who really dominated in fast break points as well 24 to 8 bench points were pretty even points off turnovers went to Duke uh, and points in the paint Illinois were was plus six in that one but overall the fact that Illinois never trailed in this game was really really impressive to me on the road and it's the first top 10 matchup for Illinois in a road game to win since 1989. The Flannel and I did it twice that year, and Illinois goes out and picks up a road win on a top 10 game that is, those are hard to come by. Overall, statistically, those do not happen very often for a program, especially like Illinois. So a big-time win. They are on the flight back right now, probably a couple-hour flight from Durham. And Illinois, like you mentioned, Molly, going to get set to go to Columbia, Missouri, remember the coin flip is why they're not playing at home. This game not going to be in St. Louis. Still no fans, but I think because of that rivalry on Saturday night at 7, you're going to feel a little bit more energy in the building there. Would you think the same? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like I mentioned before, I feel like this game was was just lacking a little bit of that emotion. So I think I'll be excited uh, to see how they do against Missouri because, I mean, this was without a doubt a great win for Illinois, but I would have liked to see how maybe they would have responded to a little bit of adversity. I mean, like Duke didn't look like they wanted to compete. Yeah. Right? Illinois mopped the floor with them. Great. Good for them. But let's see how they do against a team that actually looks like they want to be there. This was Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski talking about Illinois. He says, quote, we just got beat by a team that is better than we are. They're older, more mature. They impose their will on us. We're not as good as they are. We're not there yet. They're just as good a team they were last year, and they are right now. It's pretty strong words from a Hall of Fame coach who's won more than 1,000 games, five NCAA tournament titles, and has been to 24 straight NCAA tournaments, talking about the Illinois basketball team, who will come into Saturday's game at Missouri 4-1 and one, and the only loss to a Baylor team who certainly is a national title contender, and I think we can only hope that maybe we'll – get to see a rematch between Illinois and Baylor at some point down the road. All right, Molly, any final thoughts? No, I, I think that's it for me. It's uh, it's after hours, past my bedtime, <laughs> so it's about to go. 
go to sleep soon. Almost <laughs> one o'clock, but we're happy to bring you the three in one podcast <laughs> after hours, after dark. It's been fun on a great night for Alana Nation. We'll have much more coming up on the WCI for news in the coming days as we wrap this one up, put it to bed, and get ready for the Dragon Rights game Saturday night at 7. Thanks so much for watching and for listening. We'll do it again soon. We'll talk to you again soon after the Missouri game on Saturday night.